Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the monthly WDW FanZone blogcast. Uh, we've taken a slight hiatus as both uh, my co-host Diana Butler and myself, Shelly Shull, have been traveling quite a bit over the last few months, of course, on Disney trips. Uh, so we're uh, happy to be back with you today. And our plan today is to talk about uh, Diane's latest trip, which was to Disneyland. But before we do that, I just want to take a minute to thank our sponsor, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Mouse Fan Travel is a no-fee Disney specialty travel agency. So what that means is they're experts in planning your Disney vacations, and they do that at no additional cost to you. So they are absolutely worth checking out. Uh, they can come up with some really great deals for you. Sometimes they're always watching for the latest specials. One of the things that I'll be taking advantage of with them later this year is a group rate during Wine and Dine Weekend, which has me staying at the Beach Club for a fantastic price that you cannot get anywhere else. So if you're looking to plan your next trip to Disney, check them out at mountainfantravel.com. With that, we'll go ahead and get started with our show. So welcome, Diane. Good morning. How are you? It's been a while. We've been we've been we've been off for a while. It feels like uh, I don't know. Lots probably happened since we we had our last show. <laughs> I think so. I can't remember now if it was September, October. I know it wasn't November because I was on a cruise, or December because you were on a cruise, or January because you were at Disney. <laughs> I think it was October. October. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome. I'm so happy that we're back. Um, and I have to Me say, too. I'm so jealous of your latest trip because I have not been to Disneyland since I lived in California. So it's probably been 12 years, maybe 13 years at this point since I've made a trip to Disneyland. So I'm super jealous that you got to do that. Was that your first trip to Disneyland or had you been before? Uh, I had been before, but probably even longer ago than you. So it was probably 18 years ago, the first time that I went to Disneyland. And so, you know, California Adventure had not yet even been built. So, um, so yeah, it was really like going for the first time, to be honest. There was very little I remembered uh, from that trip (laughs) so long ago. So I kind of consider it my first, to be honest. Well, and the California adventure that you got to see is 100% different than the California, well, maybe not 100%, but like 80% different, I think, from the California adventure that I knew because that was there. Um, So you got to experience kind of a different level of that than I did. So I guess the first things first, if if we're pretending this was your first time, you know, I, I don't know that listeners necessarily understand the difference in the size between the two resorts when you compare Disneyland to Disney World. Um, and I know there's a statistic that I always hear quoted about you could put five Disneyland parks in the parking lot at the Magic Kingdom. Um, but what can you share with the listeners about your impressions about just the overall kind of size of the resort when you compare it to Walt Disney World? It really is for 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 those of us who Walt Disney World is our home park and that is really the only place we go, it is shocking, actually. I mean, the, the, the size difference is shocking. Um, it, it is 
so much smaller and everything and and, and, you know most people have heard it heard it very easy to walk from one park to the other you know at at Disney World we would never you're not walking anywhere I mean maybe from Epcot to Hollywood Studios it would take you you know 45 minutes but you can do it Um, the, the size is so different and the proximity of everything to each other is so so much closer together that it, it really is a little bit of a shock because you're used to Walt Disney World, you know, it's its own little, it's its own little world. Everything, you know, it feels like you're, you're in a, in a little town or whatever. It's not like that at Disneyland. Disneyland is, is at a park. It's a park. Well, two parks, um, right smack in the middle of the city really. Um, but, so it's definitely different, totally different feel in general, for sure. Yeah, I think one of the things that surprised me the most the first time I was there, and I knew this because I'd read about why Walt wanted so much land in Florida. Um, yes. But there are all these non-Disney hotels immediately on the other side of property. And in Literally, some cases, yes. The look is shorter. Like, I stayed at an off-property hotel my first so time. Did I. It was a shorter I walk to the gate of the park than it yep. was from any of the Disney properties. It was crazy. Absolutely. I, I, absolutely. Literally right outside the gate. <laughs> you know, you're going to have a whole slew of off-property hotels that are closer, really. Um, so, absolutely, you know, for those people traveling Disneyland – don't think twice about staying at, you know, what they call the a good neighbor hotel, which are the ones that are right there near the main gate, um, because it really is, first of all, much cheaper, and second of all, right there. It's right there. It's not like, you know, no, it's, you can just walk right out your hotel and across the street <laughs> and, and into the park. Like you said, it's pretty crazy. Um but yeah, I agree. It's it's different. There's no doubt about it. There, there's a lot about that that's different. So you mentioned that you stayed off property. Um, so was there a specific reason for that, or that's just where you got the good deal, or what was your thought in staying at a non-Disney resort versus staying at a Disney resort? You know what? I didn't really have a stay because I was staying with a friend who had already booked the reservation and had everything all set. I was kind of just an add-on. But that being said, um, the Disneyland resorts, so the Disneyland Hotel and the um, Grand Californian, they are prohibitively expensive, very, very expensive. Um, And it's just, I had actually just come off of marathon weekend at Walt Disney World. Um, it just didn't, it doesn't make sense. I mean, for me, it didn't make financial sense uh, to stay at one of the, the on-property resorts. So, yeah, I mean, the, I stayed at the Tropicana. It was fine. It's just a hotel, but it did just fine. And it was, like we said, really, really close. So um, cost is an issue. It definitely is. Those, those on-site hotels are pretty pricey. Yeah, I think oh. the one time we actually stayed at one of those resorts, we were at Paradise Pier, and we had used my mom's mm-hmm. DVC points 
to do it. That was, um, I think maybe before there was DVC at the Grand Californian, but that's impossible to get into pretty much, even if you have it. Um, and that I know is certainly like the most budget friendly of the three resorts. It is. Um, yes. But yeah, you know, I all stayed. I think there's about like a Holiday Inn or Holiday Inn Express super close. And I think that's where we, yep. we stayed on other trips and used our holiday in points. So we didn't have to worry about the hotel bill, which is certainly a nice perk when you're that close. Did you Absolutely. feel like as somebody who does stay on property at Walt Disney World, did you feel like you were missing out on anything by staying off property? I don't remember the perks at Disneyland being quite the same as staying on property in Florida. I'll be honest with you. I'm not even sure what the perks are. I know there are perks. I should know. I should know the answer to that. But um, I didn't necessarily feel like I was missing anything. I, I don't know. The whole trip just had a different feel. You know, I I guess if I had been on property, maybe it would have a little bit more of that feel that we have at Walt Disney World where you arrive and that's it. You're just, you know, kind of immersed in it for your entire trip when you stay on property. But I mean, I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't really feel like I missed much though. I didn't do it. So I can't really say, I mean, perhaps it would have been a different experience if I had been at one of the on-site resorts. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it was crowded there. Um, it was a race weekend, so, you know, the crowds were a little elevated, but I'm not sure. I really am not sure, you know. I mean, the thing is, you just don't need as much time. You don't need nearly as much time to see everything you want to see in Disneyland as you do in Florida. Um, so, yeah, I'm not quite sure how to answer that. I mean, I, I guess I'll have to go back and stay on property so that I can <laughs> compare. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> right? Yeah. Absolutely. So you kind of um, alluded to something there that was going to be my next question. Um, it certainly is a lot smaller, a lot closer together, takes less time to tour. How many days did you spend in the parks on your trip? Just two. Two days. And one of those days was not even a full day because it was our race day. So, um, you know, it was a slow start after the race, went back, got a shower, got ourselves together. You know, I think we even had, yeah, then we had a, a late breakfast. So it was uh, about, I would say a half day or a three quarter day maybe. Uh, and then a full day. But, and we, I, you know, I was able to see almost, everything um, that we wanted to, I felt like on the first day we did um, Disney's California Adventure and that one we did not have a good plan for and getting started at about 11 o'clock, the lines were already stacking up. So there were some things there that I didn't do just because I didn't feel like waiting and they weren't, you know, it wasn't going to be the end of the world if I didn't get to do it. Um, but then as the night wore on, you know, the lines came down and that was, that was fine. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you need more than two days or three days at the most for sure. I think if you have a full day at each park or two days to, to hawk, um, 
And I didn't feel the need to hop nearly as much as I do in Disney World. In, in Disney World, I'm always park hopping to, to use my time most eff- effectively. But there, I didn't feel the need to. I was fine. Which is interesting because it's so, yeah, so, much it's so easier, easy to park right? hop there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know a lot of people do it, you know. Um, and a lot of the people I was with did it. You know, they, were, they hopped a couple times. But I didn't feel the need to, really. Um, and maybe it's because I don't know – I don't know the strategies there to maximize my time like I do in Walt Disney World. So um, it might have just been my inexperience saying, hey, I'm fine to just stay here, see what I can see, you know, and then on the next day we did a whole day at Disneyland. So, yeah. That's such an interesting point, right? Because I think so many of us consider ourselves experts about joining the parks in Florida. But you don't have that same knowledge of the crowds and the lines and what the right strategies are at Disneyland. So it certainly makes a difference. Although it sounds like you did something uncharacteristic for me, which was getting a late start versus kind of a morning till night. <laughs> you command a yes, in the park. Absolutely. That was definitely not my typical style. The other thing is that they, you know, at both of those parks, they're still using the paper fast pass system. So mm-hmm. that was kind of a flashback, right? So I had to, you know, rethink strategy that way too, you know, how to best use those paper fast passes. And, um, you know, and of course, because we got a late start, there were some things that we couldn't even get a paper fast pass for because they were all gone for the day. I think maybe it was just Radiator Springs Racer that that the fast pass distribution had been exhausted they were all all handed out but um yeah I mean it was definitely out of character I didn't know what I was doing (laughs) but I just went with it it was okay I didn't feel like I was missing anything you know I didn't have to race around and 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 get it all done so yeah so you know there are some similarities between the parks and then there are some differences there's some attractions that exist in both parks um, and maybe with some subtle differences for those attractions that there is, you know, both a Disney World version and a Disneyland version. Mm-hmm. Um, did you skip them or did you do them to see nope. the differences? And what did you think about that? Is there a, a preference now that you've experienced the Disneyland version of those things versus Disney World? Yes, actually, there were a couple of things that I prefer. Uh, the Disneyland version. So I definitely tried to do those experiences that, that would be on both coasts just to compare. Um, I was unable to get on the Haunted Mansion, which was disappointing to me because it's one of my favorites in Florida. And I cannot remember it from 18 years ago. And I was really looking forward to, to being in there, but they were taking down the, the Christmas overlay or the holiday overlay um so it was closed there was something else that I really wanted to do that was also closed and I'm blanking on what it was but um pirates I liked their version of pirates better um it's a little longer has a few more rooms um except their queue is not I, I like the the queue at Walt Disney World, the, the feel of the, dun- the dungeon as you're going down, you know, 
um, they don't have that same feel getting onto the ride, but the ride itself, I think I preferred. I preferred, so they have Hyperspace Mountain. Yes. And I much prefer that to Walt Disney World Space Mountain. I don't, so I don't think we're the only two. I think. What's the, that? Explain the difference. Explain the difference between the two space mountains for people who don't know why it's different. Well, you okay. Well, even the ride vehicle is different. You don't sit front to back. There, you sit side by side. Is there still three? I don't even remember already. But it's it is a just a significantly smoother ride. The the Walt Disney World version of Space Mountain kills me. It's so rough and jerky, and I don't know whether it just needs to be updated or what, but um, Disneyland's Space Mountain is so much smoother, such a smoother ride. It's significantly more enjoyable, for sure. I agree. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. What were you going to say? Um, or is it, if you uh, didn't have any more uh, that were similar, oh, I have. I was going to ask have a you couple more. about. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, so I even liked Big Thunder Mountain better. It was smoother, and it felt like it was longer. Um, I don't know why. Actually, it was my first Disney ride that I was evacuated on. We got stuck on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and and were evacuated. And after all these years of going to the parks, I've never been evacuated off a ride. That was my first time. So that was my <laughs> excitement. I said I could check that off my Disney bucket list, being evacuated from a ride. Um, but we went back later to ride it, and I actually preferred that. I also preferred their small world. Um, it's oh, still and their small overlay. world, and it has some Disney characters in it, too, if I remember it correctly. It does. Every room yep. has, you know, a different character. Yeah, I definitely – and, well, first of all, their holiday overlay on that is fantastic. But it's just more enjoyable, for sure. I liked I liked it better than than the Walt Disney World version. I think that's probably it. I'm trying to think if there were – what other duplicates. Um, yeah. No, I think that's it. So what about differences? There's also some attractions at Disneyland that do not exist at Walt Disney World. And um, what what were some of those that you experienced and what were your So I will say I really, really enjoyed Radiator Springs in general, the, the whole area in California Adventure. They have done a fantastic job with that. It literally feels like you are, like you stepped right into the movie. The whole town, it's just the neatest thing. And that attraction, Radiator Springs Racers, is done really well. Um, I wasn't sure I was going to get on it, and that was the only thing I would have been disappointed had I not been able to get on. And and it is a, it's a very good attraction. They did a nice job with, with that. Um, in terms of differences, I'm trying to think if there are specific attractions that are different. <laughs> you know, I couldn't quite figure out the monorail. I couldn't figure out the purpose of the monorail. <laughs> it's, it really has no purpose. There's no purpose at all. 
She's like, what does the monorail do? Well, it just goes from this place to that place. It's kind of like a ride. Oh, okay. Uh I did not go on it. (laughs) I did not go on it. I should have, but I did not. Um, But, you know, go ahead. I was going to say, I think we did it once more to just say that we rode the monorail at Disneyland, but you're right. It doesn't really have a purpose. It doesn't even really save you like time getting into the park. It's such a weird, bizarre thing. <laughs> it's super weird. I agree. That's why I, I, I couldn't quite figure it out. He's saying, what? okay, that's just a little weird. Um, but I should have ridden it like you to say I did, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, their fantasy land is bigger. They have more of those smaller kind of dark rides in Fantasyland. So, of course, they have Mr. Toad's Wild Ride there still, uh, which I know a lot of people um, are still upset that it was removed from Walt Disney World all those years ago. But they still have that there, and they still have, they have Snow White Scary Adventure. And then um, there's a an Alice, ride that I did not go on and there's just a bunch of those kind of little you know dark ride type things in Fantasyland um storybook canal was fun I mean I would never do it again it was not exactly exciting but it was neat to see and I mean I don't know that there definitely were different attractions that that we don't have in Florida, but there's nothing that really clearly stood out to me other than the whole Radiator Springs area, because that was really, really neat. Yeah, that's the one thing. I mean, obviously, I want to go back to Disneyland, and I'm thinking maybe doing so with Run Disney stuff next year, but that's kind of the, the biggest thing when I think about, you know, all the changes that have happened there, and what I really want to see is that whole Cars Land area. Um, and, you know, even though they say Radiator Springs is basically like touch track with different theming, like, I don't care. I want to see it. It looks so cool. It looks amazing. Really? I mean, the ride vehicle is. Sure. It, you're right. It definitely has a test track feel. But it's, they've done a nice job with the, with the scenes that you go through and the stonework on that. It's just amazing. So, yeah, Cars Land is definitely, they, they did a really good job with it. So, that is worth seeing if you are, you know, a Disney fan. It's worth getting out there to, to see that. And my first glimpse of it was actually at 6 a.m. with the sun coming up as I ran yeah. through there because yeah. I, yeah. So I had not even been into the parks yet when I ran my race. So the the first park that you run into is California Adventure in the back in the Cars Land area. So you, you come out of backstage and you're right next to you know, all that rock work that they have there. And um, that was pretty neat. That was my first glimpse of it, you know, it was still dark outside. So, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of our early morning in Epcot almost a year ago now yep. and seeing the sun on Spaceship Earth from, you know, different sides than what you normally see. And it's one of the mm-hmm. awesome things about races. And we've got just about six minutes left, so... I know one of the things uh, that you did on your trip was participate in the Star Wars uh, night side weekend, and certainly not your first race weekend, nor will it be your last, um, but why don't you take some time with the uh, the last few minutes to share kind of what your thoughts were about 
you know, run Disney event in Disneyland versus uh, Disney World and the race itself? Well, I can tell you that um, it it has a different feel in general. I mean, the park has a different feel. Even the the race had a different feel. But I actually preferred the course. So I just did the 10K, and I've done a 10K at Walt Disney World as well. And now not all 10K courses at Walt Disney World are the same. Like not every race weekend has the same course. But the course that I've done this course was so much more interesting because you really run almost the whole 10k in the parks um, there's a little, couple stretches where you're out on the street um, going into and out of the park through a backstage area but for the most part you're you're doing most of your running through both of the parks so uh, first through California Adventure and then into Disneyland and around um, so I loved that because I feel like at Walt Disney World, you do go into the parks, but, but there's a lot of out-of-park. There's as much out-of-park as there is in-park. And this was all in-park running. So that was really, really neat. I really liked that a lot. That was the best part about about the race was that, that the course took me through the parks. And for me, it was neat because that's the first I saw it. You know, I hadn't even been into the parks yet when I did the race. So um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It was definitely a great course. And, you know, I mean, in the, in, the mo- in the morning when you're waiting in the crowds, everything is pretty much the same. They still have a stage with a DJ and, you know, um, the whole nine yards and the, the corrals were gigantic, tons and tons of people in each corral. Um, security was super easy in the morning. It was a little different than the Walt Disney World security on a race weekend. It was just easier. I felt like it was easier. It, it went smoother, and you don't have to walk quite as far to the to the start um, because everything's kind of closer together. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a fun weekend for sure. So yeah. are you thinking you want to do more runs at Disneyland? I don't know. You know, I absolutely, I would absolutely do more runs at Disneyland. It's just the cost to get out there. For me, the flights are just more expensive. So um, if I can get decent flights and I can, can make that work, you know, once a year or so, then absolutely. It was definitely something different, and but it was still tons of fun for sure. So, yeah, I can see me doing another race out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was your <laughs> second 10K at a Run Disney race? Yes. Is that right? Yes. yes. I think so. And I don't remember anymore. Yeah. And you're going <laughs> to Dark Side in April. What are you planning for just, that race? Just, just the 10K there as well because I was supposed to run the half marathon on marathon weekend, the race that was canceled the half marathon that never happened. So I didn't want to register for another half marathon before I ran one to see how much I absolutely hated it. So I had only registered for the 10K in April, uh, but I did defer my half marathon registration to Wine and Dine. So I'll be doing the half marathon that weekend. Yeah. 
awesome. Yep. And I mm-hmm. likewise signed up for that. So I'm very nervous because I'm still very slow, but I'm super excited uh, for my first half marathon. And I'm, you know, thankful, if you can say that, that you ha- your, yours got canceled and you deferred and you'll be there because that'll make it all the more special of an event. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it will be a it'll be a blast. That's going to be awesome. So we'll both be running our half marathons on that same day. We'll have lots to talk about with that, I'm sure. Definitely. Well, and then I will be getting on the Disney Dream the next day for back to back cruises oh. to recover from that lovely experience. <laughs> that will be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. Well, any, uh, we've got about a minute left. Any parting thoughts on uh, your Disneyland trip before we say goodbye till next month? Um, you know what? I just say if for a Disney fan, there's definitely a sense of nostalgia with being in Disneyland, you know, being in the original park. Um, if you know Disney history, just feeling that it's really neat for a Disney fan, but I've got to say, it, Walt Disney World is really still where it's at. I <laughs> think there's so much more to it has so much more to offer in terms of a vacation spot. Um, but it's definitely worth going for any Disney fan. Get yourself out there and and kind of see where it all started. Perfect. I agree completely. So with that, it's time for us to say goodbye for this month. But thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys again next month. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye.